Okay, let's get things started again here from uh, Camp Kaley, Parshas Re'ei, Tafshin Ayin Gimel, and to get the ball rolling, we will start with the thought of a story relating to the Arachayim HaKadosh. And source number one, the Mipnini Torah quotes uh, that later on in the Parsha, in Perak Tezvav, Pasuk Yud, towards the end of the Parsha, we have the Mitzvah of Tzedakah. The Mitzvah of Tzedakah appears in a couple of places in the Torah. So one of them is right here. This is a... Um, a very elaborate form of the mitzvah staka. This is the main section. You should open your hand. We had the Vilna Gon a couple of years ago relating to the uh, depth of this Pasuk. Be careful, uh, even in times of, of Shemitah. You know, one has to be careful to give staka. You should know that money is something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you to, to take care of and to see what you're going to do with it. Be'er Shem, as we'll get to later in the, in the Shia. But just start off with an amazing Arachayim. It's really not an Arachayim, it's someone talking to the Arachayim HaKadosh. Mesupar, <coughs> source number one. Alagon Reb Chaim ben Atar, the Arachayim HaKadosh, was once approached by a Tamar Chacham, who bikeshes as Raso, and the Tamar Chacham asked the Arachayim HaKadosh's help. We know the Archaim HaKadosh was an amazing person. There are many stories told about him. The uh, many different, the 42 pshatim he has on the first Pasuk in Parshat B'chukosai and the legends that go along with those, with those pshatim. So many went to him for help. So somebody came to the Archaim HaKadosh and said, Ki kasha He needs help. He needs tmicha. So Reb Chaim, right, Reb Chaim and Atar, the Archaim HaKadosh said, Okay, but first you have to tell me the following. You have to tell me the following. In the in Tanakh, there are all the letters of the Aleph Beis in a word appear one after another one. I want you to list off. You give him a bechina. I want you to list off all those times where the two letters of the Aleph Beis come together and are one right after the other. Say the Tamachacham starts saying Umakalelcha Aor Aor Aleph Aleph B'shiftcha Beveisecha. You have listed right here in source number one. Everyone Vasisa Ma'akel Ligagecha Dodo O Ben Dodo Vayishka B'Makom Hahu. You have the two Vavei Ha'Amudim Al Mezuzos Beisecha V'Sharecha. Every letter of the Aleph base has a pair somewhere in the. It's really in the Torah. Not you don't even need to go say Tanakh in the Torah. Vayilu Totafos Beinenecha. If Zion and Tes both in Shema. Vacharta Bachayim the Yuds. Vechulu and Mamaches Kohanim. Vishinata Levanecha. Vayisam Eiram says all of them. And he gets to the second to last one. Sheish Mashzar. And he's about to say the tough. And he stops and he turns to Rav Chaim Atar and says. Could you please, before I say the last one, could you all please give me what you promised to give me now? Before I tell you the last one, I think I've done enough. I've done 21 letters. So please, can you? Miyad, so he says, fine. And he gave it to him. And when he said, okay, here's the last one. Our parsha. Nason titain lo. And what's the titain? A double, double nasina, Chazal say. That's why the Tabar Chacham was, uh, was smart. He said, wanted it, uh, before he said the last one. He wanted our Chaim to have given it ready, and then he says, Choser Vititain. So our Chaim says, okay, and he gives him even again. But that's how, where we, where we have every letter of the Aleph base appearing in a pair somewhere in the Torah, and the last one, Taf, is in our Parsha. Okay. Let's go back to the beginning. Getting the parsha, of course, is Re'ei. Re'ei, see, this parsha is about choices. This parsha is about Bechiro, Vacharta Bachayim. But we are put, what's put in front of us? Re'ei Anochi Nosein Lefechem Ayom Brachal Klala. What Hashem puts in front of us is Bracha and Klala. Says Rav Zevin, who we haven't had in a long time, but Baruch Hashem, he's back. Says Rav Zevin in Latorah Valamoadim. So what's number two? Ha'ashirus Veha'anius. Riches and poverty, assets and lack of assets, do not always influence and shape a person in the same way, positive or negative. Sometimes having a lot of money and having a lot of assets and having a lot of things influence a person appropriately and positively. As we said last week, the Achalta, the Savata, after the Svia, there's a Bracha. Right, we get everything from Hashem and we praise Hashem. Many times, Ashiris is really a Bracha. It really influences a person positively. And on the other hand, 
Poverty many times is very difficult for a person in their effect, in its effect on their spirituality. The Gemara in Erevin says, Anius ma'avires ha'adam al daitov kono. Anius makes a person violate, right? His own, he goes out of his mind. And he goes against Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's, it's, a, it's a tremendous nisayon. Yeshayo and Saras in general. Shamuel, Moshe, Mikot, Ruach, Kasha. When things are difficult, it's hard to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The Yesh Lahefech. But sometimes it's just the opposite. Just the opposite. Or just uh, parenthetically, I heard an amazing mushal about the the fact that you know this first son that sometimes when we have everything then we look to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, but when there are tsaris you know then then we're distant actually it goes on the other side let's do the other side first sometimes ashirus bring us distant from God the more we have the more we forget as the pasuk says vayishman yishurun vayivat we become fat and we are boate. Right? Ain't other, what does Rashi say? In, I think it's the Parshish Dvarim. Ain't other morid ba Kaddish Baruch Hu ela mitoch sevi'ah. We rebel when we think we have everything. Shamanta avisa kasisa. And last week's parsha, Pentocha v'savata and there's no avirachta. V'shachachta z'ashem alakecha. Many times, we feel distant from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? We get angry. We get upset. Klomar, line 15. And on the other hand, anius poverty sometimes has the opposite effect. When there are tsaris, we look we look up to Akarish Because when we don't have anything, so obviously we have to turn to Akarish Barakhu. So Ashiris and Anius inherently do not affect a person. Isn't Machriach to for a person to act in a certain way. Right, Ashirus can be positive, and Aniyas can be negative. Aniyas can be positive for a person's Yadus and spirituality and connection to God, and Ashirus can be a negative. Let's heard a, a, a mushal. There was a someone that was uh, lived in a certain town, and there was a building, and it was known that every maybe it's a famous mushal. I just heard it last week that it was, it was known that from the top of this building there was a man who stood up there, you know, every week, every Tuesday at two o'clock, and he threw money down. He threw money down. Everybody used to go and used to stare at the ground, waiting for when the money would hit the ground. And right when they get the, the money would hit the ground, they would pounce. They would pounce on it and grab it and fight for it. And they would be staring at the ground and staring at the ground and staring at the ground. Every week. All of a sudden, one week they go there, and instead of money, rocks started coming down. And boulders started coming down. And all of a sudden, people started looking up. What's going on here? What's happening here? I don't say, what, what are you throwing? What's happening here? When it was money, everybody was looking down. Nobody was focusing on where it was coming from. It was just focused on what was below. But when it started being rocks and boulders, I was getting hurt. All of a sudden, I'm looking up. All of a sudden, what's happening here? I can't believe this. That's a very deep muscle. Very deep muscle that uh, we can take home with us and Medashem will we'll use again. But either way, getting back to that's the second half of, of Rav Zevin. Sometimes the, the Aeneas and the lack, that's when we turn to HaKadosh Baruch But when we have everything, we don't. Says Rav Zevin, now we understand <laughs> the beginning of our parsha. Re'ei, Anochi nosein lifnechem ayom bracha uklala. See, I gave you bracha and klala. Hashem didn't give us Aeneas and Ashirus. He gave us bracha and klala. What is bracha and klala defined as? What is it defined as? The bracha is ashirus. And the klala is anius? No. What's the bracha? Asher tishmu al-mitzvot Hashem alokechem. It depends how we use it. It depends if we channel it. Al tafshavu, says Reb Zevin. Don't think sh'ah bracha hi ashirus v'kezav v'zav chayotzi b'davar. Right? Money is everything. You could have <coughs> millions and millions of dollars. And shkalim. And a person won't be happy. And a person could barely subsist on what they have. And they could be Samech Bechelkam. They could be the, the, the most, the people who are so mapsut and satisfied with everything they have. The question is, how do we use it? How do we use everything Hashem gave us? Everything that we could use as a Kli, Hiyabracha. That's a Bracha. If Hashem gives us assets, whether there are co-hosts that any of us have, whether it's the ability to sing, whether it's the ability to teach, whether it's the ability to to, uh, to help people in chesed and organizational skills and medicine, whatever it is, if we use that to help and for positivity, then it's a bracha. Then, then what we have is a bracha. 
But Rachmanu Lassan, if we don't, then it's a klala. So what's the bracha? Asher tishmu. Masha maybe l'shmi la mitzvah Hashem bracha. And the hefech is the hefech, the opposite of bracha, like Pazach Avches says, vehaklala. So Rav Zevin starts us off and says, bracha klala. It's all about how we use things in life. Parakud base, the halachic section of this evening's shir. Parakud base at the beginning of the parak. These are the laws that you must fulfill. In the land, as long as you are on the land. And the first mitzvah that we have to do in Eretz Yisrael, you shall utterly destroy all of the places where there was a Vodazara. That you come in and their gods as Al Haramim on the mountains on the Gvos, all the gods to search out and destroy only by two mitzvahs Badikas Chametz and Mechikas and Shviras Avodazara we have to break it we have to burn down the trees to utterly destroy and wipe out the name of Avodazara to wipe out and destroy all of, all of Avodazara next Pasuk but don't do this to Hashem don't do what to Hashem don't destroy Hashem how do you destroy Hashem says Rashi so that might mean to bring carbonos elsewhere, because look at the next passage. But only go to the base of Mikdash. So that's the pastures of the pasuk. But Chazal Darshin, another level of interpretation, that this pasuk is referring to the previous section. Destroy Avodah but you're not allowed to destroy anything holy. Anything holy meaning breaking an Evan off from the base of Mikdash, or of the Azara, or of the Mizbeach, Vichulu, or Mechikas Hashem. It's an Isser Daraisa of erasing God's name. Right? That is based on this Pasuk of Losas and Cain, La Hashem Okay, usually there's no, no Shiloh. We know Hashem's name, and, and that's when I'll let it destroy it. There's an amazing question that was asked. I mean, it's a tragic question, but it's an amazing question that was asked to Reb Zilberstein in Vaha Arevna. Arevna in the first Chalik, the three volumes down, in the first Chalik, it was asked as follows. Source number three. Maisa be Yehudi. This is a good one to ask at the Shabbos table. There was a Jew that went to Chutzlaretz for vacation, and when he came back, he saw something that he started shaking from. He had gotten into an argument with a neighbor before he had left, and when he came back, his he has sees his car is covered in dust. I must say, a sandstorm. Okay, not so uncommon in here in uh, in Eretz Yisrael. Right, there was a sandstorm in the last couple of days, and on the windshield of his car were written in Ksav Ashuri in big letters, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid, and Hashem was written with Shem Havaya. The exact Shem Hashem was written. Somebody who had a sikhsuch, he had an argument with beforehand, wanted to take revenge from him, make him not be able to drive his car. So they didn't want to be mazik him, maybe, in a way that was undone, but he was using ruch, he was using kedusha in order to get at his friend. So he wrote Hashem's name on his windshield in the sand so that he wouldn't be able to destroy it, or can he? And this was the question. What does he do? Right? Let's say it's the middle of the summer. It's not going to rain for another two months. And besides that, does he have a chiv to, to keep his car inside so the rain doesn't get to it? And he's not allowed to drive it in the rain? What does he do? He can't drive without doing anything. He puts on the windshield wipers. That's Mechikas Hashem. So what does he do? Amazing question. Again, not a question we would like to have Lomaisa, but it's, uh, it's an amazing question. So what do you do? Uh, you need a posek ador to figure this out. Says Rav Zilberstein, we know there are seven shemos of Hashem, seven shemos that are asr limchok, v'tunim geniza, and they are, based on the Gemara and the Rambam, shem havaya, yudke vavke, alav dalanun yudke, aloka lokim shakai tzvakos, eke. Right, all of those. If I if I if I erase them, even part of them, I violate an isidaraisa of our parsha. Right, losasun kein l'shem lokechem. 
So what's the halacha? So he quotes a few pages. I gave you the end of it. Ula Maisa said Rav Zilberstein in this case, Kibenidon di Don Yeshlahakel be Mechika bederech grama. The Gemara in Shabbos discusses this. Mechika indirectly maybe could be allowed in this case. After all, what for no reason, for no tsarach, you can't even be do mechika indirectly. Right? In Israel, the grama is also an Isser. But here, where there's a major tsarach, you can't use the car. Number two, it wasn't written in a way that was meant to last. Right? It's not like it's not like where you have a Sefer Torah which was written by a heretic, which doesn't have to do at all. It's not considered Shem Hashem. This is Shem Hashem. It was written by a Jew who is having some uh, needs some work and has been other lachamero. But but it was written by a believing Jew. Lahachis Berishus. And he's using God's name for his own benefit. He's using it for an axe to damage his friend. And right now, the Shem Hashem is not being marbek fot shemayim on the window. Because when people see it, they'll probably know the story. It's being goreim chil Hashem. So in this circumstance, where usually to destroy God's name is a chil Hashem, but here leaving God's name is a chil Hashem. So that's why to be Mochik it. Al Yide Grama, he says, that would be, that would be okay. And he based it on that Gemara and Shabbos, base, where it talks about where somebody has Shem Hashem written on their body. Are they allowed to, they allowed to take a, take a shower or go to the mikvah? That's the Gemara there. Also, not exactly, you're not going to scrub it off directly, but Mamele, it will come off if one, uh, is Tovel. So that's what the Gemara says. So here it would be allowed to be erased in an indirect, indirect way. Okay. Moving right along. Herak Yud Gimel, Pasagal. The Isra of Baltosif. So the Isra of Baltosif comes up at two, two, two places in the Torah. It came up earlier in the Dvarim, and this is the second place it comes up. I think we've discussed in previous years with the Vilna Gon and others why the Isra of Baltosif uh, appears twice. Whatever I command you, you must do exactly that. Do not add on. Do not take away. Interesting that Rashi here, just to note, does not mention the same examples that he mentions earlier. Baltosef here, Rashi says, Chamisha totafos betfilin, Chamisha minin balulav, Arba brachos beberchas koanim. Right, those three. Earlier, Rashi quoted two out of these three, but he added on a different one in the third case. And the Ramban had earlier also discussed what exactly is Baltosef. But tonight, what we'll talk about is why Baltosef here is connected previously to when Hashem wipes out the nations, be careful not to follow them. It's connected to Avodah Zarah here. Previously, it's also connected to Avodah Zarah. In Perek Dalid, Pasik Beis and Gimel, also. But there it's connected to a specific Avodah Zarah. And that's what we want to focus on right now. Beginning of Perek Beis, in Dalid Beis, and that goes right into... Your eyes see. What Hashem has done to Baal Pa'or, the Avodazara of Pa'or. Hashem has wiped him out. So both here in our parsha, right before this, is discussing Avodazara, and earlier in Vaschan it also connects to Avodazara, but there is a specific Avodazara, Baal Pa'or. Answer of Chaim Shmulevitz. This can be spoken about both here or in Vaschanan. What's the connection between Baltosev and Baltigra and Balpaor? Earlier it goes right here, it's connected to Avodah Zarah. They're specifically connected to the Balpaor Avera. So what is it? So as we know, what is Balpaor? What's the Avodah Balpaor? It's the most disgusting way of serving any Avodah Zarah. The Gemara even t- tells us in Masechah Sanhedrin, on line 6, he quotes part of it. There was a Jew, Saftamanils, there was a Jew that was taking a taxi, and the taxi stopped in front of Balpaor, and the taxi driver said, the non-Jewish taxi driver said, you know, wait here for a minute, I just got to go serve Balpaor for a minute. And he comes back out, and then the Jew says, you know, me too. And he says, what do you mean, you're Jewish? He says, no, I could do it too. And he goes in, and it's a Shiloh and the Gemara and the Rishon, and whether he did it on purpose to disgrace the Balpaor, or he was doing it because he was an Ovedev Arzara too. Either way, as we know, Balpaor, the way that we service it, is going to the bathroom in front of Balpaor. So the Gemara says he acted in a disgusting way in front of the 
front of the uh, Avodah Zarah. He even cleaned himself with the Avodah Zarah, and the Misharsi Avodah Zarah were, were praising him. Wow, we never saw anybody do something so great. What is this? What is Baal Peor? What's the root of its Avodah? Suggests Rav Chaim Shmulevitz in source number five. The Avodah of Baal Peor was different than all other Avodah Zaras. Every other Avodah Zarah had a way to serve it. You pour wine to it, you bow down to it, you cut off your hair to it. There's a specific way of, of serving it. Baal Pa'ar, the way to serve it is by doing whatever you want. By not having any limits. By not having any borders. Just let yourself go. Do whatever. Just, just be free. Be animalistic. Be like an animal. Be, do, do not have any conscience. Just just let yourself go. No limits, no borders. And what does a person do? Just like an animal in the middle of the street, they go to the bathroom. That's Baal Pa'or. When you, a person went to the bathroom in front of Baal Pa'or, that was the avoda because that signified that they don't have no busha. They have no limits. They have not, there's no, no rules. Venera Mizel line 8 says of Chayesh Bolevitz, Shalohaya inyin ha'avodah zara la'avda b'maisa hasrazal afshu bizayin. It can't be. It's not that this is, way, this is the way of servicing the Avodah Zarah in a positive way. You bow down or you pour wine or you go to the bathroom. It can't be. Ela Adaraba. No, the Ikra Avodah was, was not having any rules. Look on line 12. Ubiyar Advarim. Shemahus Avodah Zarah shall pa'ar haisa pritzas kol Breaking all rules. Ki af the Avodah Zarah gadurim heim. Even all the Avodah Zarah have certain, uh, Boundaries. The chayovim aim lechabedes alilam ovdei ovdei. They keep it clean. They have to serve it. Ulu umazos ovdei balpar. There's no rules. You do whatever you want. Elam shum gedarim. Afes alilam avazim ela avafar. They're mavaze. Even their god. Ulu daitam ain't shum erech shachayovim lechadol aricho. There's no such thing as as honor and respect and awe. No, the more mevuze it is, the more great is the way that that service shows. And we realize how how great then is the pull of the Savodazara because you know what? The greatest Yit Sahara is to just have no rules. I want to just do whatever I want. Whatever I want. I want to wake up when I want. I want to talk how I want. I want to dress how I want. I wanna I wanna do whatever I want to do whatever I want. That's the the, the, the freest, even though we know deep down in Ben But on the surface, the Yit Sahara makes it appear as if that's the greatest thing in the world to be totally hefker. There's a tremendous pull that the Yitzhahara has. As we see, says Rechayin Shmolevitz, you know, a number of years ago, Kol Shekain, how much it, it applies now, that we, people just want no rules. The Avshet Bitlu and even if Ashikazakadola says the Gemara in a couple of places, where Mavatel the Yetzer, they kill the Yetzer of Avodah Hine In a certain sense, it's Chai Vakayam. The Yetzer and the Avodah of Paor exist today because Paor means I want to do whatever I want in all areas of my life. And it draws in the youth. Lefros is called Gidria Olam, no rules. And that's what Bilam said. That's why Bilam sent Pa'or. Bilam, because he knew, he knew this was, this would get them. That was the priest's gather shall arayas. Right? Bilam says that, uh, this Elohim shall elu, Sone arayos. They were gedurim ba'arayos. Matobo alecha Yaakov. They were gedurim. Bilam says this is the way to get them. The way to get them is to break all borders, break all boundaries, get them to worship Pa'or. And that's, Exactly the message of Baltosef and Baltigra. We have rules. We have an exact system of what we have to be involved in. We can't add on one iota. We can't take off any iota. Right, we can't. Turn the page. He says at the end, line 15. We can't go beyond. It's the exact opposite of Baal Pa'or. do whatever you want. Baal we have an exact system of 613 laws. Mitzvos, even more than 613 laws. And there are borders and there are limits. And even where there are heterim. We know there are always limits, 
Right? He quotes Yafas Tawar. The whole heter of Yafas Tawar. A person is allowed to take in this, this non-Jewish woman. There are so many laws and the fingernails and the hair and she has to cry and so many rules in order to slowly, slowly bring this person back and make him realize of gedurim and and, and uh, offenses, that's what life's about. He says, he wants to kill this person who killed his relative by accident. Yes, but not here, not in this city, right? There are there are preventative measures that teach a person who can't think straight that they have to realize that there are laws and you can't add on and you can't take off. That is Baltosip and Baltigra. Last Pasuk. You see Balpa'ar. That's the exact connection. Ulah Amur finishing off. Mavu Eres Heitev Hashayachus Mitzvah Salolo Chet Bal Peor. We see the connection. Kizesofo Shalamosva Goreya. You want to add on? You want to take away? You want to do whatever one, person wants to do? Whatever one wants, then it leads to Hitzar Derut going down and down, and it leads to a life of of Peor, a life of no rules. Right? We know just the opposite. Every area of our life is governed by sanctification. There's no area of our life that's outside of the ability to be makdashit. That's what, that's what the, the, the Mepharshim explained. The issue that Tosas brings up in Brachas and Nafiyat Aleph, whether the Tosas is bothered. How do we say Birchas Torah in the morning? We, we don't learn constantly straight. We can learn again at night. We have a Chavrusa. We take big breaks. If we take a break from sitting in the sukkah, you go back into the sukkah, you make a Leshiva sukkah. You take a break, you don't wear tzitzis for a couple hours, person puts it back on, so you make a new Bracha. Right, so all of a sudden learning, we have to make a new bracha. Explain the achronim, the, the achronim on the bottom of the rush, the Dibri Hamudos, the, uh, the others there, that because every, every part of, of, of our life has halachas, that's shaykh to it. Tosa says that a little bit implicitly, but if somebody is at work, and if somebody's in the bathroom, and if somebody's at, at eating, every area of our life says is governed by ways to sanctify. And that's Baltosaf and Baltigra, and that's the opposite of Balpar. That's Rav Chaim Shmulevitz. Okay, now we get on to something very, very unique. Very unique, a thought on the next Pasuk. We're still in Parak Yud Gimel. We mentioned this in Mitzvah Shir, those who, uh, those who listen to the Mitzvah Shir, which Hashem will pick up again within a couple of weeks. When I go back to Eretz Yisrael, we have 150 Mitzvahs left. Be'ez Hashem, feel free to, uh, to join us. Feel free starting at one. But um, we'll pick up with Mitzvah 454, I think it is. Anyway, but here's the Pasuk. Ki yakum b'kir b'chad navi, o cholem chalom. If there is amongst you a navi, or a dreamer, v'nasen elecha osa mofes, and he gives you a sign, he gives you a mofes, a nace, and the osa and the mofes that he performs then allows him to say, let's go serve avodazara. This is the section, the, the parsha of navi sheker. The Torah says, do not listen. Lo tishmael divrei hanavi yahuo el cholem achalom don't listen. Hashem is testing you. Hashem is testing you. That's why he allowed this Navi to perform a nace, even if it's a real nace, not just sleight of hand. If somebody says to do a Zara, there are certain, at certain Averos that a Navi has the power to say, for one moment, but not a Zara. Never a Zara. That's a Navi Sheker. Do you love God? Do you really? Follow God. It's the parsha of Navi Sheker. Something very, something very special. Again, it's, a, it's just two words. It's two words. Says the Balaturim. Right here, if you look in most of your Mikros Gadolos, you have the Balaturim. I also gave it to you in source number seven. If you have a navi that gets up above within you. Says the Balaturim, Bikirbacha, Bigematria, Zu Haisha. Quoting the Medrash, the Sifri. The Sifri says, Bigematria, Zu Haisha. Right? That's, he doesn't say Bigematria. It includes. We'll see what the Sifri says in a second. But that's what the Balaturim has. Bikirbacha, Zu Haisha. This is a woman. What does that mean? What? If there is a, a female, if there's a Nivi'ah, Right, so what's the difference between a man and a woman? This isn't a Zman Grama. This isn't a Mrs. Asay. Right, it's an Isra. Listen to a Navi. What is the tour talking about? The Balturim is the tour. Zua Isha. What is he talking about? If you look in the Nitziv, the Nitziv's commentary on the Sifri, the Nitziv wrote a commentary on everything, much of what was not studied. Many, some have pointed out that some of the Svarim that the Nitziv wrote commentaries on, he really brought those Svarim back to life. 
not so many people learned them before the Nitziv wrote a commentary on them, and once he wrote a commentary on them, now people learn them when the commentary of the Nitziv. The Shiltos, the Shiltos of Rav Achoygon was not so as popular of a Sefer beforehand, right, in the pre, pre time, uh, the time of the pre Nitziv, then afterwards, now we all learn the Shiltos of Rav because of the Hemek She'ela, the commentary of the Nitziv. But also there in the, on the Sifri, he has a commentary, the Emekanitziv. So there he quotes the Rabosi. He tries to come up with a with a suggestion uh, based on Hilchas Yichud, relating it to Dvora, that in Dark Yachid as as and she sat outside, tried to connect it to but what does that have to do with Bakir Bacha Yichud? Suggests suggest I saw this in the uh, the Turei Torah quotes this I was look, look, trying to find some old Chamashim some of you out there might have some other uh, old Chamashim the Turei Torah quotes that in the in the old Baal HaTurim there is an extra couple of words this was censored out at some point um, in history our Baal HaTurim has Bikir Becha Zuha Isha and that Gematria works but the original Balaturim said, Bikir Navi. Bikir Navi had the two words in the Pasik. Bikir Navi, Zu Haisha Ubina. This is the mother and the child. Vahamevin Yovin. Right? Zu Haisha Bina in the context of, of Navi Sheker. Amazing, the tour already alluding to, explaining that the Torah already foresaw. Already foresaw all the Navi Sheker in the in the world and was already warning us in a hidden way, be careful, it doesn't matter what kind of signs there are. But obviously this was censored out. Um, you know, I told it to somebody recently, they said, wow, they, they were so medactic, you know, the uh, the censors, they, they read Balaturids. Right? But it could be that maybe it was self-censored, right? It was only given uh, Torah Shabbat Pet. Either way, that was the, uh, that's the Balaturim and the suggestion of the original, original Balaturim. Okay. Moving right along. We have <coughs> towards the next section of the of the parsha. We have the section of Mesis. There are six mitzvos, amazingly related to Mesis. Parakid Gimel Pasuk Zayin Ki Yisischa Achicha Beni Mecha Ovincho Bitcha. Parsha Mesis, someone who tries to convince someone else to do Avodah Zarah. We've mentioned in the past the Ramban, the Ramban in Parshas Kiseitze, where the Ramban discusses the four people who are punished, not per se for the actions that they did, but for what they represent in their, in their undermining nature of society. Because Allah is Mesis, we are very uh, tough with a Mesis, to put it mildly, even if he does not succeed. A Mesis is somebody who tries to get somebody else to do Avodah Zarah. What if the guy never does Avodah Zarah? And what if the Mesis has never done Avodah Zarah in the world? doesn't matter. What he's trying to do undermines society. You're trying to bring somebody else to distance yourself from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Distance himself from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? He says, that's Mesis. And the other three, as we know, it's the Dalit Shetzrich and Achraza. The Rabban says, the Gemara Sanhedrin and Daf Peites. The Gemara Dalit Shetzrich and Achraza, Mesis, Adam Zomimin, and Zakein Mamre, and Betzor Amora, which is the context of the of the Ramban over there in the beginning of Hashki Seitzei. Each of these four, the Ramban says that they're not punished per se for the actions that they did. But Saramora, as we know, needs an Hashem Sofo. Adam Zomamin. It's only what they tried to do, not if they succeeded. Azakin Mamre, one of the members of the Sanhedrin who was outvoted, who thinks everyone else is wrong. But he, after he's outvoted, he continues postulating like his, like his, uh, his sheet and his understanding. And so to over here, Mesis, even if he's not, uh, successful. But either way, we have the parsha of Mesis here. And the six mitzvos in Parshas Re'eh related to Mesis. There is an interesting halacha when it comes to Mesis. As we continue, the Pasuk says, Lo sovelo, velo sishmei lo, you're not allowed to have any rachmanis on him. Right, this is the worst. There's no other avera that we have these halachas by. We net, we don't apply vihitzi luha eda, we don't look for, for ways out. Lo sachos encha ilo, lo sacho, lo sachase, ki hargenu. Right, we shall surely kill him. Right, he's, he's trying to bring people away from God. And obviously this applies only at a time when like all Misa's Bezdim, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, uh, divine presence is uh, prevalent and everyone realizes HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're not talking about Tino Shanishpas here, and somebody still tries. Yadcha tiyaboba rishona lahamiso. Then the Pazak says, your hand should be on him first. Rashi. Mitzvah biyad hanisas lahamiso. Who takes part 
Most uh, actions by Bezdin are, are carried out by the people who work for Bezdin. By Mesis, the Nisas is the one who first, Lecharchila, he is the one that gets rid of the Mesis. Mitzvah biyara Nisas lahamiso. Lo meis biyado, yamas biyara cherim. Shnei yadka But first, it's yadcha tiyabo barishona. Ask the Ozayim Latar of Saratskin, why is that? Why does the Nisas, why does the Nisas have to take care of it himself? Why does he go first? Says the Azayim Torah, we have to realize the halachic context when this mitzvah was being given. To appreciate the historical context and what Moshe Rabbeinu was still thinking about. In Nisbonein Aldine Amesis, Vahamusas, Ve'alashonos Parshazu, says Rav Saratskin, I'm in source number 10. Nira, Shemosha Rabbeinu Ratzalifne Moso, Lechaper Olochalapachos Lemait. Moshe Rabbeinu is still affected and trying. Right? Almost 40 years later, Moshe Rabbeinu is still trying to bring full atonement and to minimize the punishment. Yes, he got Mechila. He received Mechila from HaGadosh Baruch Hu, the middle 40 days that he was up on Ahar Sinai. But still, it wasn't totally wiped out. HaGadosh Baruch Hu forgave, but as we know, every pun- every sorrow that happens throughout history, some of it's connected to the Egel. Rashi quotes this, Allah Torah, Uvi Yampakti Bakadati. Vehine line 6. As Ho'egel Asa Ha'erev Rav, Hagirim Gurum Shebesocham, going with Rashi's Pshat, the Egel, the root of the Egel, the convincing of others was done by the Erev Rav. And those who actually caused and served and took part in the main avoda were killed. Right? 3,000 men. So, again, a question on the whole Chaita Egel. So why was Hashem upset at everybody? What was the root problem with the Egel? Uh, if you take, let's say, Rashi's Pshat, that it was only the Erev So what was so bad about the Egel? It wasn't Moshe Bnei Yisrael. It was just the Erev Rav, says Rav Saratskin. Because after it happened, fine, during, they didn't say anything. But even after it happened, when Moshe called out, who's helping me? Who's going to help uproot this Ra of following the Egel instead of following Hashem throughout Sefer Malachim? Trying to find different paths. Nasway love Rakshavi Levi. Where was the rest of Klai Yisrael? Mila Shem Eli. Why didn't they say, Oy vey, we were convinced by the Erev Rav Moshe. We're with you. We're with you, Moshe. Nobody said it. Nobody came to Moshe. Nasway love Rakshavi Levi. Only Shavi Levi. The Ish Yisrael lo zazumim komam. And even those that didn't actually serve like the Erev Rav, they didn't move. They didn't come to Moshe. As if they're on the side. No, we didn't take part. We don't have to uproot it. We're here on the side. It was the day after the Moshe Rabbeinu got rid of the the um, perpetrators. Always bothered me. Also, right after the 3,000 were killed, it says, you sinned. What do you mean you sinned? The people who sinned were killed. What do you mean? No, the point is, because where were you just now? Afterwards. The problem that all the rest of Klai Yisrael did was that they didn't take part in the Bi'ur Hara even afterwards. And Moshe Rabbeinu was still, was still hurting from that and was still worried about that. That Klai Yisrael, even though they didn't take part in the Egel directly, according to this pshat, but... Afterwards, they just stood by and they weren't ready to stand up and say, I'm getting rid, rid of these Mesisim. And that's what the Erev Rav war. Erev Rav war. Says Rav Saratskin. So now Moshe Rabbeinu is about, it's his last monologue, his last soliloquy. Moshe Rabbeinu giving the halachas of Mesis. He has the eagle on his mind. Yadchat you're involved. They try to convince you, you know what? You have to get rid of them. There's a job to do. You have to do it. Ratzah Moshe Rabbeinu l'halhiv. As leiv b'nei Yisrael chosa. Moshe was educating them. Shiyukula muchanim. You have to be ready. Im yakumu on mesitim. Ke'erev rab b'shaitan. If there are others that try to bring you away from Hashem. L'harogaz ha'metzitim avodah zara. B'mo yedeyem. Somebody who's a mesis. Obviously we don't have this b'zman hazeh. But a mesis. Halachic mesis. Who Bezdin determines is a mesis. 
We have to stand up and, and if we are the Adim and he is found guilty in, in, in the Sanhedrin, so then we have to do it to teach us that we can't, we can't have, make the same mistake that was made earlier. Line 34. Just like the Levium did earlier. Right? The Adim specifically. Line 40. Shaloha Adim Yarguas Amesis. Come up a Sharcha, not the Adim, sorry, the Nisas. Shaloha Adim Yarguas Amesis. Come up a Sharcha Vimisas Bezdin. Not the Adim. Usually it's the Adim, but it's no, this is the Baldavar. The Musas. Yadchati Aboba Rishonah Hamiso. Kadesha Kal Ish Yisrael. So that every Jew knows when Amesis comes, says, I'm not going to just ignore him. Because I know if he's trying to do this to me, I'm going to have to be involved. Yadcha tiyabo barishona lahamiso, and I have to do the or on behalf of Klai Yisrael and on behalf of HaKadosh Baruch. Okay. The next couple of thoughts, the last few thoughts for, for tonight, it's going to be about what we started with. Staka, Perak Yudalid, Pasach Havez, a phrase that we are all familiar with because this is the beginning of the laning on Yantif. Aser to Aser. Aser to Aser. Another Gemara tells us, Meseches Tainis, Aser to Aser, Aser Bishvil Shetit Asher. Give Meiser so that you shall become rich. So first, Pshad in the, Pshad in the Pasik. Aser Bishvil Shetit Asher. Why is this? How does this happen? So before we get to deeper Lomaisa understandings, there is a very very Pashup Shat. It could be Pashup Shat said by Rav Shimon Shkap. Rav Shimon Shkap in the Hagdama to the Shar Yosher. His Lamda Shefer. In the Hagdama there, we've quoted from the Hagdama in the past, a couple of years ago, Kisisa, Breaking the Luchos. But this is a different section of that Hagdama. So he starts off, we'll get to what he says about our, that Argamar in a minute. But he starts off, Ula Daiti, on the beginning of Source 11. Marumas What I am talking about, that everybody has to do their job in life and fulfill their potential, that's what he was talking about, is what Hillel said. If I don't stand up for myself, who am I? Who's going to do it for me? Hainu. Says of Shimon Shkup, we always have to worry about ourselves. We can't assume that somebody else is going to do it for us. But realizing, even if I do everything, I'm not alone and I can't do it alone. If I cut myself off and I think I'm, I'm, I'm in itself, then even your ani is nothing. Why? Because as he explains, the mashal is given by many of the Bali Musr. In the middle of line 5. You have a big machine. Every nail, every screw is crucial. If you're missing one screw, you're finished. But one screw by itself is nothing. But is one screw the machine? When it's serving the machine... Then it's serving a great purpose. And he continues. And then he gets to our Gemara. What does that mean? Amazing. Why is it? Let's say somebody's in charge of a small treasury of the king. Small. If he does his job, what's the king going to do? If he's an excellent treasurer of the small treasury, he'll get a, he'll get a job in a bigger treasury. And he'll keep going up and up. And he'll get promotions and promotions because he's doing an amazing job. Even if he doesn't have other milos, if he's a good treasurer, he'll give it. And the opposite. If he's not a good guard and treasure, treasury director, even if he's a really nice person and he has other great milas, he's going to be removed from the treasury because he's hurting it. Says of Shemeshkav, same thing with Otsu Shamayim. Why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu give a person money? You're a treasurer. You're a treasurer of the money. What are you going to do with the money? What are we going to do with the money? 
Are we going to give it out to the proper people? Are we going to use it for mitzvot? Are we going to be a good treasurer? If we're a good treasurer, Memela Kadesh Baruch Hu is going to trust us with more money. Because we're a good treasurer. We're going to go up. It's not dafka schar. It's natural. It's natural because we're a good treasurer. Every gift that a man has. And he's supposed to. You can even give bigger treasury a job. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees you're, you're doing good and you're being job. But that's what it is with all kochos that a person has. With every koch that a person has, says Rav Shimon Shkab, we have to use it properly for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then he discusses the, the story about Nachemish Gamzu, the tragic story where I gave you the Gemara and Tainus. We're not going to read it. But where Nachemish Gamzu, for a moment, didn't give. He, he, he reached into his pocket to give something to an ani. He didn't give it right away. And he self, self-curses and in that way he becomes he becomes deaf and blind and, and his legs and his hands. Terrible, terrible story. But he explains, Rav Shemesh says in the next paragraph, on his level, on his level, every aver he realized was for a purpose given to him by Kodesh Baruch Hu. And if he's not Shomer, if he's not a good guard on that aver, then he deserves that he shouldn't have that aver. But again, the message being, something natural that if we take care of the business, Kodesh Baruch Hu will give us a promotion and give her a bigger business. Part one. Part two, probably the most <coughs> discussed question on this Pasuk, and that is, we don't always see it's true. Right? A person can give a lot of staka. Sometimes a person realizes, we can realize, Kodesh Baruch Hu, we should always try to realize, Kodesh Baruch Hu behind the scenes of everything. But ask the Chavetz Chaim already. Right? Is it really so true? Is it really so true that everybody who, who gives... It's not an automatic, doesn't seem to be automatic, it gets rich automatically. There are people who, who are very medactic about every little penny and every little cent and, and you know, they're, they're not running, rolling in the dough. Three ideas. Three ideas to, uh, to finish up tonight. Number one is from the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim says in source number six, in source 13, line number six, Umikan shuva laharbi sholim adua enam ashrim. So says the Chavetz Chaim, on a most basic level, we're not God. And we don't know, you know, the bracha, how much a person is supposed to give. How do we know? How do we know how much a person is supposed to give? Right? We don't know. And maybe we didn't give enough. Again, this doesn't always work because you have people who give even more than they're supposed to and they're not becoming rich. But either way, says the Chavetz Chaim, in some cases it could be that even if a person gives, maybe they should be giving more. But again, one has to be within reason <coughs> in terms of their own assets. That's the Chavetz Chaim. He adds, though, in Source 14, Chas v'shalom, anybody, though, should think about someone who they think should be giving more. Oh, if I was in his position, you know, I would, I would be giving a lot more. If I had what he had... Says the Chavetz Chaim, we can't say that either. He says a marshal. He says it's similar. He says somebody who is who is uh, seeing a drunkard on the floor, and the sober person says, "Oh, look what he's acting! How he's acting! He's rolling on the floor! What a fool!" If I was ever drunk, I would never act that way. What kind of silly statement says the Chavetz Chaim is that? If you you don't have control when you're in that situation, you can't talk about that when you're outside the situation. So it's the same thing in anything in life. Right? You can't right until you're in their shoes. Right, you cannot judge them or try to second guess them. So, but number one says the Chavetz Chaim, it goes by the Makabal, it doesn't go by the Nosi. Okay, but that answer, uh, you know, leaves a little bit for us. You know, what if a person gives everything that they're supposed to give? So, two ideas. One is the more, probably the more um, common answer given, and it's given by Rav Schwab, who says the Osher is in this world. I said, who says? Who says literally Osher? Right, says the Rav Schwab in source number 15. What is it saying to Hillim? Al tiraki asher ish, kiloba moso yikachakol. He's not taking it with him. He's not taking it with him. Right, whenever I was, remember growing up, and whenever we passed a fancy car, my mother always used to say, he's not taking it with him. Not taking it with him. The pasuk to Hillim. Kiloba moso yikachakol. Vahon asher kiveitz ba'olam azeh ne'evad mimenu b'moso. Right, it's not, it's not, it's not saying. 
It's up above. It's a above. The aser ba'olam hazeh b'shvil shatit asher la'olam haba. Right? That's an answer that we could all accept. And finally, the third answer, which maybe is the, um, psychologically, which hopefully could help us help us in the greatest way. And this is said by the uh, Rav Schwab as well. It's also said by the Hafla. I gave it to you in Subas Tafsamach Zayin, where the Sugis of Sakh are also discussed. He gave it to you in the last source. We'll read it from the Rav Schwab and then from the and then from the Hafla. Says the Ma'ayan Beis Hashoeva, second column. V'chein nire lefarish. B'masha Amru. Actually, let's start from earlier. The Gemara in the Dharam line six. Rabbi Yochanan says, "Ein Hakadosh Baruch Hu Masha Shechina So Ella Al Gibar Asher Chacham Anav." Hashem only rests his Shechina on somebody who is all these milus. Asher, rich. He has to be rich, says the Rambam in Shmona Prakim, where he talks about Nevuah. This obviously doesn't mean literally rich. That's not a requirement, a prerequisite for Nevuah. But it means the attitude of rich. The attitude of Sameach Bechelka. If somebody feels that they always need more and need more and they don't realize everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and whatever I need, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given me, then they can't be a Navi. Says Rav Shwab, v'chein nira lafarish now, b'mashamur aser b'shoshet tetasher. What does it mean? Aser, when you give stuck and you keep giving, memela, you will become a person of samech bechelko. Because when I give, I'll realize what I, this is what I have, and this is what I have to give to other people. And achreya pu'ulos, nimshachos halavavos. And the more we give, the more we realize Hashem gives me so much. And I'll have the osher of Sameach Bechelko. If I keep everything, I keep everything, I keep everything, I'll never have enough. Right? Oh, if Kesef, leaves by Kesef. The Pazit says in Kohelas. Shari, continuing with Shwab. Shari, Ze'atzmohu, Inyan Hamaz, Hamaiser, Lo'asem Gvul Lechem Doso, Ulechalek Mituvo La'achirim, Ubishvozeh Zoche La'ashiris Ha'amitus, And then we'll be Zocheh, to the true, to the true Ashirus. And says the Hafla also, in different words, on the next page, line three. Teva ha'olam. Oev kesev lo yisva kesev. Ein adam meisachatid The more we want, the more we feel lacking, the more we try to collect and collect, the more we'll never be satisfied. The second that we give, then we'll realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me so much, I have the ability to give. And we'll realize when I'm missing anything. And that itself is the is the Osher. Two points. Number one, Hashem will give me the Siyat of the Shmaya, special divine help to feel that way, but also naturally. Naturally, the more one gives, that is a reflection and a generator of having the feeling of Sameach Bechalko. Halavai, we should all recognize our place and everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, using all of our kochos properly, re'eh, right for bracha and klala, and Be'ed Hashem, Hashem should give us tremendous yata d'shmayim. Again, we still have a couple of weeks, two more shiur and Be'ed Hashem from here in Camp Kaley, uh, Shoftim and Kiseitzeh, and Be'ed Hashem, then we'll get back to Eretz Yisrael, where again, those who want to participate in helping us build our Mikdash Ma'at, where the Parsha shiurim will be coming from, in the uh, in the coming years, uh, please feel free to go to nofeashemesh.com or .org, and join us in participating in building our Mikdash Ma'at uh, to all of our OU Parshashir listeners.